0: You know, I'm a lot like an onion, but it's not because I have many layers. It's because as I grow older, my outer layer becomes moldy. And when you explore my insides, it just makes you cry. Greetings, fellow Earth babies, and welcome to Post-Punk Heartstrings. I am Jimmy James S. Butler, and I've missed you. It's been a long time. Where you been? What's been up? Me? I've been doing the usual moving and shaking, and quite a bit more sitting and conversing with new friends while I drink craft beer. But anyway, this is part two of what will be a three-part series on the music of the band The Choir. In this episode, Jamie Harmon and I will finish up the conversation we started in episode one. And then I have the privilege of speaking with the drummer and lyricist for the choir, Mr. Stephen James Hindalong. I was so excited to be talking to a member of the choir. I've looked up to each of the members for so many years, and it was both encouraging and enlightening to be able to discuss many aspects of life and music with Steve. So please stick around for that after Jamie and I finish up our discussion. But first, here's one of Jamie's favorite songs by the choir. Remember, it's a good, great world, but it turns around. Never mind the ground.
1: White-eyed wonder girl Staring into the sky And wondering why It's a good gray world But it turns around Never mind the ground Look up high Stars above Please don't cry Father's love sight to his hand, dream tonight, understand what I wonder, girl, staring into the sky and wondering why it's a good, great world. But it turns around Never mind the ground Look up
2: high
1: Dancing bear Please don't cry
2: Daddy's
1: prayer Hold on tight To my hand Dream tonight Wonderland Wide-eyed wonder girl Staring into the sky And wondering why It's a good, great world But it turns, you'll see So hold on tight to me
0: Wide-Eyed Wonder from the choir's Facebook live stream in 2017. And now here's the wrap-up of Jamie and I's conversation about the music of the choir. <laughs> You know, I went through all the songs and took notes and and I wasn't sure what I was going to come up with as like what I felt like was the overall theme of the album. And I listed a lot of words, so, you know, reflection, searching, digging, God and the Holy Spirit being bigger than and beyond our understanding. But my overarching theme that I felt I was getting from it was the sovereignty of God or the divine. I wrote, the divine is beyond us. You know, we can't see the entire truth in our lives or how everything works, but the divine and the spirit are in control. Nonetheless, regardless of our understanding of how things work, so there's a sovereignty there and God's in control and the Holy Spirit's working. And we're going to have tough times. We're going to have a sad face.
3: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Sad That's what the yeah. songs,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah. we're going to struggle with being ruled by what are what we can perceive with our senses or what we've what has been sh- proven through scientific reasoning you know the song consider originally i was going to do this on just that song and talk <laughs> about it because i love it i love the style because it's very much like you know it just lists off a whole bunch of things this versus this versus this versus this laughter versus tears love versus fears <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and all the contradictions and stuff but you know we're going to have all those in life yes. um, and we're going to question If you haven't questioned things or you haven't really, honestly, if you haven't ever questioned God, not in a negative way, but you know, in a, in a, well, in any way, you know, if you haven't questioned God, then there's something wrong or I feel for you.
3: Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you haven't
0: lived, I don't know.
3: If you haven't had any struggles in life, if you haven't had any doubts or anything, then it seems like you're not really doing anything. If you're not having any problems, then you need to really question what your walk is like. I mean, there's disparity in the Bible, and that's that's whoa, watch it. What you're saying, you know, yeah. you know, oh, in the Baptist circles, <laughs> you better not be saying that. And it's not saying that it's not sovereign. It's saying that God does put two things in the Bible side by side. Are you um, predestined to salvation? Yeah, there are Bible verses that support that. Is it your choice? Yeah, there's Bible. So those are side by side in the Scripture. Do with it what you will. He's God. You don't have to understand him. You know, I mean, that's yeah.
2: that's it. Yeah, exactly. that's it. And yeah. so
3: he'll bring you to things that you can understand at the time, or that he wants you to work through at the time. But if it's not that time, then don't worry about it. You don't have to understand it.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, there are there's a lot yeah. of times being a parent. You know that with four kids. I mean, a parent. There are times where you're like, I don't know, and you have to be yeah. able to say, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this question, yeah. whatever you're asking me about. And it's okay for us to do that with God to be like, okay, I need to understand this. I need you to explain this. And he's like, no, you don't need to know right now. You know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. You don't need to know. It's not important. It's, and you have to be okay with that. It's your, you're not me. Yeah. So let it go. Do what I have before you. There is a song on there that I didn't understand when I was in college Um, to bid farewell. It didn't mm-hmm. really mean anything to me, but after John died, that, now I look back at that and I totally get it. It's like that juxtaposition, like you were saying, it says a sad sigh for the words I never would say if I were to bid farewell today. And then a glad sigh for the promise of a new day if I were to bid farewell. The, the movie um, Mask, where the kid um, about Rocky, it's a true story about the kid with the disfigured yeah. face. Yeah. And he says, it's um, the things that he liked, um, five things that I, I like, ice cream, blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And he says, and the sun shining on my face. And things that I hate. And he goes to the same list and he says, and the sun shining on my face. And sunshine, yeah, MFF, yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, that. so like yeah. those two things yeah. together, it's like, that's, that's, yeah. that's the whole crux of Christianity for me that they can be side by side, I can have this sadness and this joy at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think it, for me, it makes God bigger.
3: Mm. You yeah, know,
0: it makes God bigger to not understand everything. Because if you have a God that you totally can understand everything, <laughs> then it's not a very, not big a very... God. <laughs> it's not it's not you know because
3: we are jack ba- probably you it's, really...
0: it's it's probably you <laughs> yeah. if you can understand everything you're, you're your probably
3: God. God. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was one of the what was it um, one of the quotes that it was attributed to Bono. I don't know if he made mm-hmm. this this kind. Con- probably other people have made many comments that but are it's similar. On the internet, but I think so it's he true. said. Yeah, yeah. I think he said that uh, fundamentalist is when man creates God in man's Ah. image. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of instead of God creating man in Mm his (laughs) so, Mm -hmm. but. I you know that's one of the things as I've wrestled with it over the years and stuff that's sort of dawned on me is like a God that you don't understand is so much bigger and so much more magnificent than one that you understand. you you know oh I know predest it's it's all about predestination you don't have any choice you know or the other <laughs> yeah. way it's all choice there's you know it's all free will and it's like it uh, there's no one on earth that can reconcile those no. two things yes I, I seriously believe there's no, no way all the great scholars have tried. Trying- <laughs> People think they yeah, can, yeah, yeah. and they'll join their yeah. camps. <laughs> but, but, the, but I'll be in the middle. Yeah. I'll be in somewhere in the middle, saying, "God's really yeah, good. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, and beyond your yeah. understanding."
3: And the great thinkers do that, like C.S. Lewis. I mean, he wrestled with that, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know, don't know."
0: Oh, I love I, I love C.S. Lewis. Isn't I have it? some of his books <laughs> that I haven't pulled out in a long, but I love his writing. Yes, yeah. Like, um, talk about a you poet. Know, his <laughs> <laughs> His use of different figurative things to showcase like biblical truths and stuff like that—just so interesting. He's a good
3: Anglican too, um, by the way. Oh, so.
0: <laughs> okay, well, of course. Yeah, he explains it. <laughs> Who, who is J. that I, packer who is that one
3: um oh yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've read that oh I've well read that's a great. Of yeah it's been years and years but i've read some yeah, yeah. i've read them about, yeah
3: all good anglicans um, Anglican, and i think that's why oh i know that's why derek and i were so drawn to anglicanism we had never considered it but i had a student who invited me to church and we were kind of struggling because not having a church derek has always been a pastor and he's not pastoring right now and um So we were like, where do you go to church when you used to be a pastor? You know, where do you go? And so she invited us. And so we went and we just were like, "Okay, this brings everything together. Finally, this this makes sense because it doesn't claim to have the answers, but it has this long history that you can rely on and and turn back to and say and then you have all these great Anglicans of like Packer and Lewis and all these other deep thinkers and writers and poets and an artist and it's like okay this brings all my stuff together much like the music that the choir does it brings all of my things together and puts them into a package that I can I can do this I can this makes sense to me and I like that it's a a very freeing within a structured way it's very freeing it's I don't know how to explain that but even with all the liturgy it's much more freeing than my baptist upbringing was so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I think I understand I do yeah, and I'm so happy that you have that. It's good to hear you talk about it and it's good to see somebody who's has found the right mix. That's uplifting to my heart.
3: To defend your spirit, I would go to war.
1: I would chase the devil to Jehovah's door. Set my guitar on fire with a long stem match. Dance while it burns and laugh when it to ash. I would torch everything to keep you warm. I would do anything to keep you from harm. I would do anything to cover you body and soul, girl. I would do everything cover you Walk down a dark street naked on a winter's night Run from the law like a Sunday I saw the light To defend your spirit I would go to war I would chase the devil to Jehovah's door Cover you, body and soul, girl. I would give everything in the world to cover you. I would do anything to wrap you up tight on a coat.
0: to cover you by the choir from their Facebook live stream in 2017. And now, it's time for my conversation with Steve. In this episode, we take a little trip down memory lane. Glad to have you join us.
2: Steve is here and it's begun. Steve is here and we're having
1: fun. Steve is here and it's begun. Steve is here and we're having fun. We're having fun, yeah, we're in the sun. We're in the sun, and we're having fun.
4: Can you hear me?
0: I Can hear you, buddy. How are you?
4: Oh man, it took me. I was on time. It just took me like five minutes to figure out the thing. You know.
0: I know. I know how it goes. (laughs) That's that's why I that's why I sat down like 30 minutes ago to like get my camera placed, get my my microphone placed. Yeah, figure out that, you know.
4: Yeah, I came, I I took Derry home from the studio. He still can't drive because of his eyes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I drove him home and it's about an hour's drive with the traffic. So um, I made it home Um, and I ate some tacos really fast and got on. So anyway, well, I really
0: you know what? I really appreciate you doing this so much. You know, I'm gonna try not to be a fan geek too much or or gush too much, but there's gonna probably be some gushing. You know, throughout this oh, thing, it's all right. You'll just have to deal it. I don't mind it. You just, you don't mind. yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Are you, you,
4: you go by Jimmy James or you go by, how are you talking to your friend? And you're James, yeah.
0: right? I, I'm James. I grew up as James. I kind of switched to Jimmy. I go by Jimmy a lot, but I love when people call me Jimmy James. I, I just, I don't uh, know. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I'll call you that. Kind of sets me apart and makes me feel good. So, yeah, I appreciate that. All right. Yeah. yeah.
4: My, yeah, middle name, my middle name is, my middle name is James. Is it? Okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I never knew that. Stephen James. Learning yeah. new
0: things already. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, again. Yeah. Thanks so much. Um, I should say who you are, like people who are listening to this don't know, but for anyone who doesn't know, you, you pound the skins, right? And you, you're I the do? main, you're the main word writer, <laughs> the main lyric right? guy for the band, the choir. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't want to leave Gary out because I know, you know he's done some, you know, oh, he, Mercy it's lives a here. Small part. Yeah. He's done some he's a very small some
4: part of the choir. I'm mostly, small, do, you know, <laughs> he's small. it's trying to be funny. No, he wrote the, the, the lyrics for the first album that we did. And then I always wanted to be, and I started. We did an EP and I, I wrote the lyrics, and then he just kind of like let me do it from then on, you know?
0: Yeah. And you, I, you, you sometimes you both fell into your roles, kind of what you were talented.
4: Yeah. At. You know, I think sometimes there's some codependency that goes on in, in a partnership, almost like in a relationship. Yeah. And I don't know if it's good always because, like, he did write that song, Mercy Lives Here, which is one of the best lyrics in our catalog. So I wonder what have, what would have happened if Gary would have kept writing words he would have grown like we do yeah. um, in the yeah, same true. way true
0: yeah
4: you know he, he might have really he didn't get the chip but I wanted to do it and he he was comfortable with me doing it and um by the same token uh he was an engineer a very good engineer had the studio gear and I never learned how to do any of that stuff even though I went on producing and I always have been dependent on people for technical things yeah and I if I wouldn't, if he wouldn't have been that way, of course I would have probably grown in that area. So sometimes, I, I don't know. It works that's for true. us. We're, we've been yeah. we've been a good team, but but we can't. Sometimes depending on each other for things, we don't we don't grow ourselves in the way we we, we maybe could have or should have.
0: Yeah, that's a really good I insight. Know. You know, I, you've been talking about the 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 challenge of tech, technology for you since as long as I can remember. Right, I think you were mm-hmm. even talking about it in the early days when interviews and stuff. I read, you know, when probably when, when you guys probably. made the Wide Eyed Wonder video. I don't know if you talked about it on there, but I know in, in some of the interviews I read, you talked about it. you're like I can't even work a, a VCR. I think that was one of your one of the quotes. One of the things.
4: Well, it's true? Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Time. I've always my mind. <laughs> so, I don't have an aptitude for those things. Drum machines. I'm reading. If I start reading a manual, I just like it puts me to sleep. So um, yeah. I've always yeah. been, uh, and I've had really good people around me that do that do all those technical things. But as a producer, I became a record producer and and did a lot of records. Um, But I'm the kind of guy that, you know, really relies on my engineer.
0: Yeah. 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 That's good. I mean, you know, like you said, you, it can, it can, you can become codependent, but also there's, there's talents that people have and, you know, relying on somebody else for something that they're, you know, extra talented in lets you hone your talent right? You know, and, and put that out there and focus on that more. So right. I could see it both ways, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so I've got these little notes and knowing me, I probably won't stick to them and we'll just, we'll just like go off the trail, the hiking trail, but I have a, a note that says first things first. <laughs> so first things first, I want to ask you, do you, do you care if I share what, what you texted me as far as, you know, regarding memory lane? You, you don't care about that. Sure. Right? Yeah, no, sure? no. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. So, that's fine. so that's fine. you know, I'd reached out to you to see if you would do this. And I pushed myself way out of my comfort zone uh, to do that, even knowing what a great guy you are. And, you know, all the people in the band are like, you know, I kind of pushed myself out of the comfort zone to do that. You know, you said, I'm going to, I'm going to quote you in your text. You said, I don't mind going down memory lane from time to time, but I reside in the here and now. So um, mm-hmm. I've got some thoughts, but, but tell me, tell me, you know, kind of where you're coming from. You know, I don't know if well, it was we in just, light we... of the first episode. I don't know if it was, you know, I know you listened to Well, it,
4: but... well yeah, no, that's fine. I enjoyed uh, hearing that. And um, and I think people really, they, their favorite music is, it, it's where that it strikes them at the time. A lot of times you're in college and, and uh, a lot of us have our, uh, our favorite stuff tends to be, they'll always say, Oh, this is the best album. And we've been making records all along. We have, you know, yeah. 20, 20 records or something like that. So I don't mind that people talk about 1987 or whatever, of Chase Kangaroo or whatever, some of people at Circle Slide. But, um, I, you know, I, we don't listen back. I don't listen back sure. to old, yeah. my old music at all. I mean, only when we go on tour, we're going to do, we, we've done some tours where we d- did an album in its entirety. So I'll listen to it to learn, relearn it but we're always moving moving forward and so I don't mind talking about the past but I'm kind of like okay I didn't know I mean if you'd even heard a lot of people haven't even heard our last several records and so like hey you know do me the favor of at least hearing you know what we just did because we're proud of it
0: yeah and and you uh, should and you should be you should be we'll talk about that album you know more I've got I've got a bunch of notes you know and really really just I mean the more I listened to it the the greater I thought it was and that's the best kind of album there is right the 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 one you listen to and then you listen yeah I kind of like it yeah. and then you listen to it again I uh, like it and then pretty soon you're like I love it and you're seeing all these new things um, right I think the growers I mean, I wish- the growers are are really really kind of the best experience for me you know in albums but right go ahead
4: well, yeah, but it was when I was hearing your podcast and I heard those songs that I haven't listened to in a long time, I heard Consider and, and the different ones that, man, it had a lot of energy, you know?
2: A that lot of energy. When, yeah. when you're
4: 26, 27, you know, you have a different energy than you do sure. at this point. And, and I, I like to think, I still got the energy to. I'd like to beat on the drums, but there's something that you just have that fire, you know, in your 20s that you don't, you know, sure. you, you just don't feel that. You You play what you feel and you don't, you know, quite feel that same, you don't have this, that same, uh, well, you got not, don't have as much testosterone, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I well, know. I'm,
0: yeah I'm there too. you know, I'm 52. I, I think you guys are roughly 10 years older than me. I'm 52 and yeah, you know, ten yeah it just as right. happens 10 years. Yeah. So, but, yep. um, but I did want to say like, of course, you know, you said that and then I'm like, oh shit, I've, 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 I've alienated this guy already. No, you know, no, I didn't and I'm scouring, bad. I'm scouring back through the, in my mind, I didn't go back and listen to it, but I'm scouring back through the, okay, what did Jamie, you know, I heard, I know it, because when you, I, I've, you know, I was already, had had known this was going to be a thing, but editing these things is, you end up listening to things over and over again, right, and, right, and so, in that process, so I knew everything that was said without going back, and I was like, and there was, yeah, I was like, okay, what, what, is there anything that makes me cringe there? And I, I think the one that stuck out in my mind that made me cringe um, was, I think Jamie ha, has clearly not kept up with you guys. And now she'll be back into it because, because of this whole thing, uh-huh, yeah. which is great. And she loves your music, you know. But um, at one point, I think she said, oh, you know, they have a ton of albums or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but there's kind of a core, you know, few. And, and that's, the, that's the statement I made that kind of makes me cringe especially since I've kept up with you guys this entire time and have listened to everything, have bought a bunch of stuff from your store and different releases and read articles and read reviews and everything. So I think when I said that, I I was referring more to that core of time. And the reason I, I was focused on that was because that was such a transitory time for a handful of people in my circle, raised in the like sort of a really legalistic, you know, fundamental type background and your, your music came along and there really wasn't anything else like it in our circles. You know, mm-hmm. there, there, our friends were, you know, going, yeah, you know, let's go to Whiteheart, you know, let's, you know, let's go to uh, M- Michael W. Smith or the Imperials or whatever. And it's like, I was so sheltered in the music part that, I mean, I heard a lot of secular music that my older brothers and sisters listened to, but it was more you know, rock, and it wasn't the alt stuff. So I just had a little taste of it. You know, I'd hear Adamant on the the radio, I'd hear REM on the radio. You know, I missed out on a lot of music that I get to discover now. But it was just mind blowing to me at the time. And not only was the music mind blowing, but the message was just counter to everything we were told, you were supposed to pretend and be shallow. And if your life, something was wrong with your life, you must not be reading your Bible enough, or you must not mm-hmm. be praying enough, or you, you've got some secret sin you're harboring or something like that. And so, you know, one of, <laughs> we I'll mention this later, but you know, one of my things that I really don't want to be misunderstood on things. And so I wanted to clear that up. Like, I, I love your work. I love your, your solo work it is great too. Um don't won't have time to talk about that. I don't think tonight, but I I've kept up on it. I love it. I think the last time I went and saw you guys was your, when you did the Wide Eyed Wonder album. Um, mm-hmm. I saw you in a, uh, Aurora. So, you know, so we Aurora. had
4: Robin back. We had Robin. Yeah, Robin
0: was there. Robin was mm-hmm. there. I was too shy to come up and say anything. And it was just silly. Um, but that's the last time I made it out. But hopefully, hopefully soon there'll be another opportunity. But yeah, so I just wanted to, I just, I don't, do you have any other comments about the the episode? Is there anything that uh, bugged you? No, no, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it.
2: I
4: enjoyed, okay. it. I enjoyed okay. it. And then I didn't, I appreciated Jamie's uh, enthusiasm and all these just It's all right. Yeah, you know, great. cause that's where she yeah. was. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, it was, uh, it was sweet, you know, and it warmed my heart. And I, I uh, kind of took me back to that time and, um, and uh, yeah, so no, I, I enjoyed it very much. And um, no, it's true that I guess you could call it a core. Those three albums: Chase Kangaroo, What I'd Wonder, Circle Slide. We had, we had done six albums in six years, and we were just you know unknown pretty much, and just played local. And we're trying to make our mark, you know, and so to find our sound and and make our mark and and uh, be who we wanted to be, find our identity creatively and that yeah. definitely happened with Chase the Kangaroo. We there was a lot of push and shove and not a lot of confidence and we we when we got done with that we knew we had made something special and unique. Um, had gotten away, gotten away from our, some of our influences I think, you know, are not so transparent like I remember because U2 was such a big influence back then in the early 80s. Yeah. Some, with Guitar Derry was so influenced by by the Edge's guitar thing. And I remember the first time he started playing the song Consider and had that guitar ding 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 yeah. had the delay on it just like the mm-hmm. edge, and I told Tim the bass player Chandler, I says, "I'm gonna play whatever I think Larry Mullen would not play, would not. and you play. <laughs> do not play. Think of what Adam played, Adam would do, and don't do that. Do the opposite because I was kind of very yeah. little bit like not for, again for the edge, like, except, yeah,
0: be, maybe derivative or something. You're yeah, it's about derivative. That. So yeah. instead of doing yeah.
4: like that, do, or some kind of rolling thing like Larry would do, and of course Adam would just boom, boom boom boom, boom straight down. Tim came up with that boom,
2: boom, yeah, boom, Tim's boom, awesome.
4: And I'm on the right yeah. side, of going, ding, the back, I'm just going, I'm not <laughs> gonna get on, I'm not gonna do the lyrics. <laughs> I'm just doing the opposite of what you two would do, you know, right off the bat. <laughs> hey man, you might have saved
0: you might have, hey, you 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 definitely, I don't know if I don't know if I'd say you might have saved the song, but you definitely that transformed it for sure. Yeah, because the drums, that. the drums in that song are just unbelievable. You know, especially there's that little. There's that little time where it's just the drums, right? Yeah. Uh, in that, that song. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
4: It was a really unique sound. Gene man, Eugene.
0: Like, oh,
4: oh man. Jean Eugene recorded it um, from Adam again. You know, Gene yeah. Eugene and oh, he, I know. he yeah. did this thing yeah. where where he um he got this crazy idea. it was one of these microphones, I think they call it a PCM or I forgot what it's called, but it was a round and flat metal thing that was like, I don't know what they'd use it for. Uh, I think pianos or on the ground. I don't know what it was, but it was a weird mic- like a flat. flat yeah, laid flat, oh, wow. and he wrapped the yeah. cord around my neck and hung it on my chest. I don't mean, oh, wow. just thought he was laughing. that this is a funny idea, and he used it like in the overhead, so it picked up, you know, the the set just like I was hearing it, like in my ears. But that kind of crazy presence that the drums had on that song was like it's that microphone, that, that idea, that crazy idea. Wow. You know, we're, it was so experimental back then. Everything was, we were doing was. Like, I mean.
0: I guess I didn't really, you know, at the time, of course, I didn't realize, um, you know, everything. I, I, you guys did a lot of stuff that was kind of very creative and and kind of revolutionary. Yeah, we we're trying. On that we we're album.
4: trying really hard. You know, we we're trying really hard. There's a lot of things. I think Derry doing that thing on clouds, yeah. where we we had that breakdown for a minute long and just that ambient. It was before they had this genre called ambient music, and yeah, and it was just. That minute of just wash and backwards stuff and he'd have to turn the tape over and yeah. to record backwards. Yeah. Everything was so so much work to create that beautiful minute long thing that sound like you're stepping on, you're walking on into heaven or something. Um that stuff was it just took a lot of energy, you know, and a lot yeah, It of took big a lot ideas. more
0: time and energy than it would today, right? You know, it's like yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Um
4: just a lot of effort that went into, you know, big ideas, you know, trying really hard.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and I had a thought, I thought I've lost one thought, but I have another, you, you mentioned you two. And I was thinking you guys remind me of you two, not in the, the sound necessarily, but especially early on, one of the things that I was really excited me about you two or your band or any other band. So they weren't just there playing the stuff. They were like, they considered themselves like artists, like trying to make different sounds and different creative type things, you know, and make a song out of that rather than just mm-hmm. play a straight up instrument and stuff like that. I, I, I'm probably not being very eloquent about it, but you you read back about you two. And and I think you guys were like this too. And still really, you're still like this, like, you know, trying to find new sounds and and new you know a new experience for the listener. and I'm always yep. attracted to that kind of music. You know, I like some basic stuff too, but that's really my love, I think, is that that creative area because it presents people more as artists than just st- straight musicians. I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes sense or not, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, um, you
4: too, they're our age. They're exactly our age,
0: yeah, and yeah. so
4: they're sort of our peers musically, you yeah. know, so, and there was nothing like that at the time. And so uh it was an exciting time in music and um
0: yeah yeah very much so I wanted to spend a little bit back down memory lane a little bit of time <laughs> and it sounds like you're 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 cool with that um so, sure absolutely um
4: I'm doing it right now I'm going
0: I'm, yeah, i absolutely got, I'm, you're, you're, gone, you're you're
4: I, you're deep in it <laughs> I've gone ahead of you I've
0: gone down and you I'm, sound I'm like you're enjoying ahead. it <laughs> so yeah so that's sure. that's good um yeah um, I wanted. I, I I pulled out some old stuff I have. Old, <laughs> a few things. You got. You remember the, the the choir the the, uh, the tour diary. Do you guys. You remember that? Do you even remember? It was like it was like a little little uh, newsletter that was called the choir tour diary. I remember
4: we used to do newsletters. Yeah, I that, mean,
0: that's what it was, and it says the choir tour diary. On
4: it. That's how uh, that's how we made our money because you know we would send out those newsletters. And people would order our t-shirts yeah, and they'd send money. You,
2: yeah. you
4: know, we get the mail would start coming and days. then they had checks in there and there's checks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks, you know, and yeah. we just,
2: I that's some the way. Yeah. yeah.
4: You know, so for us, it was like, wow, look at all this mail. And, you know, we're counting the money we made, you know, $300, you know, yeah. wow. like excited wow. about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You for know, her. and we're mailing the t-shirts and all that. Uh, and then we liked it. Our, our our guy, Mark Circum, um, yep. everybody in the band I know him. Mark.
0: I have his, I have that his autograph. Guy,
4: <laughs> yeah, you do. You know, he married yeah. Robin. Um, yep. but he was our, he was our road manager guy. He did everything for us. Yeah. And he wrote those, those newsletters. He was a journalist, okay. journalism major. He was a journalism oh. major. And we thought he was hilarious. We thought they were so funny. We laughed and howled. And, um,
0: yeah. Mark, and I think Mark in the one like I read our, you, yeah. like you hit a cow. <laughs> hit a cow, you remember hitting
4: a yeah. cow? <laughs> oh you don't forget a thing like that okay. yeah, i was gonna
0: say you, don't <laughs> you forget... i'll that. tell
4: you what was playing i'll tell you what was playing is that band talk talk oh
2: you know, really? talk...
4: We we're big fans yeah. of talk talk, love was talk, talk it was yeah. like it was around midnight and we were leaving i think it was nebraska i, I want to say but might have been i don't know i can't remember what it says in but, but um yeah. yeah but um it was like pretty late after the gig um and we were listening to Talk Talk, that Spirit of Eden album was in the, oh, yeah. in the band, and the st- cassette was in there, and it was just yeah. really dreamy, spooky album, you know, yeah spacey album, we we're all on his own, and then all of a sudden, I heard Robin scream, <laughs> and then bam, we hit that cow, you know, and we stopped, came to a stop, and the, thing, and the music is still playing, <laughs> you know. It was, <laughs> so weird yeah that cow was laid out in, across both lanes you know too bad yeah, yeah. you know I guess it cost yeah. the, the farmer farmer some money huh? and it yeah. smashed our van pretty good
0: yeah I think but, there's a photo and anyway. photo of it in the newsletter at the front of the yeah
4: we <laughs> had to get a new had it's to like get our a new van our van, su-
0: our van survived but I think I think it said Bessie did not or something like that but,
4: oh right uh, yeah
0: Yeah, but um yeah. but yeah so one. and so I had I felt that I was reading that a little bit and then I have a old CCM magazine <laughs> that, that I have, and you guys are on the cover of it. It's May of 1989. Uh-huh. And I wanted, to, I wanted to read a quote from that, you know, that, that quote from you, from... Uh, okay. I forget, who, I forget who interviewed you in that. It was somebody I knew, I forgot who it was. But anyway, it, it says, because um, this has always stuck with me. Okay, so we're trying to say things that have never been said, We all use the same words, but if you can put together words in a way that nobody else did, that's like a painting. I'm not trying to paint by numbers, and I think Christian music has a lot of times been paint by numbers. There's something exciting about throwing something on the canvas in a different way, and there's something excitingly permanent about making a scratch on the gray matter on people's brains, and when I read that ironically your statement about making this (laughs) scratch on the gray matter of people's brains made a scratch on the gray matter of my brain. And (laughs) it's resonated with me. Like, and I talk, I I mention that every once in a while to somebody like that's that, that example, I'm like, that's what I want to do. And, you know, is, is that, is that still, I mean, something you're pretty much, that's one of your primary drivers in doing. Oh yeah.
4: You know, just you just think about it the fact that the song let it be by the beatles let it be everybody alive knows that song and there's a scratch you know that when you remember something there's a permanent mark on on, on your brain you know that's made on the minds of everybody that's a, that's alive pretty much you know and and that is pretty uh that's that's one of the great rewards i mean even now you know our band never got had any significant commercial uh success at all uh, we never got really big or anything, you know, yeah. we, but we we've we've had longevity and we could play just yeah. about in any city, just about any city in the country and have a room full of people. And maybe it's a house show. And maybe there's 20 or 30 people there, but they're singing sentimental song. They're singing the, the swirts. And just to think that for decades, decades, people have carried these songs in their hearts and in their minds. That's very gratifying to me. Um, and I've always been kind of propelled by um, realizing every individual matters. And we're playing for individuals. You know, nice. we're not playing for arenas. We never did. You know, we, we, we got to play some pretty great gigs back in the day, you know, at festivals. Um, yeah. But for the most part, our audience has been small. Um, but we, I feel like we sowed pretty deep. We didn't sow so wide, but we, we've sown deep. And, and, um, and, and people have... have resonated with some of the songs so for their lives you know and so that that feels great that's that's yeah. that's that's uh reason enough yeah. that's reason awesome. enough uh to to do it and to have done it
0: yeah you've yeah. made a lot of permanent scratches <laughs> for sure and i like your i like the way you said that you're so deep and you know this kind of leads into the next thing i was going to mention from that time and um, probably still you guys interacted with fans differently then I would say most of the other bands, whether they were Christian or secular or whatever. I remember going to concerts and there'd be an autograph line and you'd get up there and they'd sign your autograph and that pretty much would be it. You know, the, the concerts that I went to with you guys, like you came out, there was a couple concerts I went to where it was like an hour or two, we'd just sit there and talk about stuff. You know, what bands were we listening to or the music or things like that. You remember those little, Eight by eleven, you know, these were kind of big in that time. The eight by eleven photo things of the bands, and you'd sell them and people would, you know, people would autograph them. Do you remember those at all? Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like a lot of bands say I have one of those of the choir. And yeah. So I have all of your signatures on it, including Mark's Mark circum And Great. you know, Robin wrote, Hi James, love the Lord. Derry wrote, Seek Truth. <laughs> Dan wrote, Howdy to James. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Mark wrote, James got blessed and you wrote James render love. Okay. So, and so the message that was different than other experiences, at least for me, even with Christian bands. So, you know, the message of seeking the truth, you know, and extending mercy I think was, was present even in your autograph, she assigned in the humility, you know, with interacting with the fans. You know, I remember the first time I saw you, it was at Southwest Baptist university. I think it was just you guys. I don't think anybody else was there any other bands and we talked for a long time you know I talked to the various members of the band and but I think one of the first things I said to both you and Daria you know I said you guys are my inspiration and both of you responded in the same way like almost in unison you said you are our inspiration and that just blew me away at the time you know I was like this late teen self-conscious didn't feel like i belonged you know where i was you know because there were all these straight-laced christians and you know i was this weird dressing rebel i guess if you will in a certain ways but mm-hmm. but you got i mean you guys sat there and, and just talked to me and my group of friends like we were just regular people and, well you um, are <laughs> you are well, and we are people. right but but you don't but yeah you Know a lot of the bands maintained a sort of a, a, a hefty measure of that unapproachable rock star image, and right, it didn't matter whether, whether Christian or secular. And right, you know, wh- why do you think you guys, you know, I have, I have ideas, and you know, uh, of course, but why, why do you get why were you guys so approachable and personable from the beginning? Man, I was
4: working at the time, I always I worked construction and different jobs, you know, and I'd be all week long working shoveling with a pick just a worker guy you know and the boss would be like hey shithead move those bricks over there uh and, you yeah. know i you know and uh, treated me like that you know i was a regular i i <laughs> just because all of a sudden on on friday night you, you you're standing in the line signing autographs at a show i know what i did all day <laughs> and <laughs> who i am yeah. you know yeah. and uh, you've got the context i would just go so thankful
2: <laughs> yeah
4: and uh you know, our, our parents, Darius and my, Darius and I had very similar, um, we had parents that were really, uh, the kind of people that serve other people, his father yeah. and my father were really both good examples to us. They were servant type guys. And, uh, he, that kind of instilled, I think we both Darius and I. his dad passed away yeah. a few years yeah. ago. My, my dad's mm-hmm. still doing, doing all right. Um, good. That's good. but, um, I, I, we, I think, uh, I, a lot of times when I when I, I kind of mess up a lot, I'm ashamed of myself or something I've done or mess I got myself into. I I, I say, I say to myself, Steve, you're Paul Hindleung's son. Mm,
2: wow, you know,
4: and uh, that's mm. something to live up to, uh, you know. Uh, so I, I I think both of us owe a lot of our character um, to the examples that our fathers.
0: What uh, an awesome legacy li- them, lived, you know yeah and yeah, an inspiration different for different. you to leave that legacy right you know right that's awesome right wow
4: uh but uh yeah i've always we just had uh, the holy season um the holy week you know uh it just happened and, and my favorite part of that week has always been um, our most inspirational part of it is thursday when Monday, Thursday, when, when Jesus did that crazy thing where he, he, it was the day before he died, the day before he died, which was going to be Friday, right? He gets mm-hmm. his disciples the last time and he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wash your feet. And he did that. And he wasn't telling them, um, hey, you, I want you guys to live a life of drudgery. He was showing them, you want to be happy? I love you guys. Okay, I'm going to leave you. I really love you guys. You're my family. And I'm going to show you how to be happy, how to experience really joy. Serve other people. If you serve other people, you're going. To, that's the way you experience joy. Wow. To me, yeah. To me. So.
0: Yeah. I, uh, and that's so true. Yeah. Right. That's so true. Like I, you think it is true on your life. You know, anybody, and and you look at the you know, what what brought you, what brought you the most lasting joy. You know, right. And satisfaction. It's going you to think be of the most times, famous. You know? The most
4: famous successful people, whether they're they're successful in business or they're the famous singer in a big fav, favorite famous rock band do they generally seem like the happiest people <laughs> <laughs> kind of not right yeah i'm not saying you can't yeah. you can't be successful and, right. and be famous and, and be happy but a lot of them are not okay a lot yeah. of them are not and so right. a lot of uh, a lot of people are going why did that guy kill himself uh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we think it, it's, it's a trick, right? So you think, ah, oh, the more I succeed or the higher yeah. I climb up the hill, the happier I'll be. But that's, we're fooled by that.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a counterintuitive thing, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more, um, you know, later.
4: Counterintuitive, that's the word. It's counterintuitive.
0: I love counterintuitive mm-hmm. <laughs> things. Yeah. And because that's what, really that's what, you know, Christianity kind of is it, it, for me, you know? True Christian. A lot of it
4: is counterintuitive, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the Sermon on the Mount—that's what that yeah. whole thing was.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,
4: I can, i i am surprised ahead. that I'm talking about this because you know I have not—we <laughs> we haven't considered ourselves a Christian band since since the '80s. Yes. You know, yeah, you know uh, what? And we don't. A, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's—it's it's funny you said that. Uh, you know, I—I I was telling my girlfriend I'm a little worried because I did not intend. Like I had my conversation with Jamie, and it—I loved it, and. Thought it came out really well, and and we have, she's a great great conversationalist, right? As are you, yeah. but I said I'm worried. Like I didn't. This is not a Christian podcast. I did not want it to be like so. You know, it seemed like I went a little bit further down that road than I wanted to, and I kind of I'm I'm not sure the right word. I was gonna say chastise. I didn't chastise myself really, but I kind of was like, wait a minute, like don't don't even worry about it. Just it's it is what mm-hmm. it is. It's it's the it's the it's where it went but and that was your
4: context you were talking about your context, yeah yeah and that's where you came from that's where i came from i'm yeah. a long a lot different place right now than i was at the time of those early albums i don't yeah. believe a lot yeah. of the same things and so yeah, on me, and, too. You know.
0: me too and I, yeah. I was like i just don't want to alienate you know right off the bat alienate a bunch of people you know right that, that i want to what? that i want to be talking to and i want to hear Well, them. just
4: say say the f word a few times and then i then and, then and, then and, then and i
0: will I <laughs>
4: I'll try not to. I today, tell. But, I'm always you know. telling
0: everybody like that's one of my favorite words. <laughs> so uh, well, me got, too. So me. deal with it. <laughs> that's, yeah. If you if you're gonna be my friend, that's one of my favorite right. words.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well,
4: so, well, me me too for sure. Yeah. But I'll try not to. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Because my, my parents my parents might watch the podcast. You know, that's Yo, the one right. reason I don't. <laughs> Would they? Would your dad? Your dad? Yeah. Read? I don't know. Yeah. No. He he he. he in fact, will. He will. Yeah, he, he listens. He listens to oh, everything so everything I've ever done, everything I ever wow. record or produce or anything, my dad listens to. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's
0: great. Yep. Yeah.
4: That's Music great, right?
0: Lover. That is great, right? <laughs> Correct. That, that is great that he listens to everything, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, sorry, I was kind of making a little joke there, but um. I so, missed it. You
4: know, every now and then your sound kind of. Grover, grover, oh, I'm grovers. sorry.
0: I, I'm kind of moving. Around I don't
4: know why. That. No, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. I don't know why it's yeah, doing yeah. that. But once in a while, I, I miss about three or four words. Okay, Sorry about that. Um, I missed your joke. If you told a joke, I missed it.
0: Yeah, it, it was a very, it was one of my very subtle veiled jokes, but it, it wasn't yeah, that might funny. Not so it, it, it anyway. certainly wasn't okay. worth repeating.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Listening to great music is always a thrilling experience, and through
1: the remarkable achievements of modern electronic recording, a performance like this
0: may be enjoyed
3: in our homes whenever we please.
0: Can Can I I get a little laughter from
3: heaven? Roll
0: it. control there friends. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening. And now Steve and I wrap up the memory lane portion of our conversation. Here it is. Several years ago, I started a blog that, and I say I started a blog, I want to say I haven't written that much on it, but I've probably written 30 or 40 entries in that amount of time. Which isn't very many mm-hmm. for eight years. But anyway, I, I started a blog that I called Digging Deeper," because I had, you know, realized through a number of circumstances and deep discussions with different people, you know I'd seen the value there is in opening up and, and being transparent for me and for other people, and the great community that comes from transparency. You know, at the same time, there's a risk there. I feel like, you know you're a pretty transparent person in your lyrics the different subject matter and things like that. I know from experience from writing, you know, that it's really good, but you can also have what I would call it a vulnerability hangover <laughs> you right. know, after you put it out there. So I wondered, you know, have you ever experienced that And the follow-up would be, does the reward of being transparent about things outweigh the risk of right. that, That's a, that hangover, you know? Yeah. You know, I want to, oh I want to answer what that. Did I, say?
4: I am dangerously transparent. Dangerously, yeah. I'll I mean, tell anybody too. anything, yeah. and then, which is great for one-on-one conversations with friends because people will tell me, you know, and I love it because they, I,
2: yeah. I, it opens I people, mean, people up. Right? I
4: people—I don't know how many people have, have come out gay to me and all kinds of things like yeah. that. Yeah, and I love—I yeah. or if they've had a, had an intermarital extramarital affair, or something they'll tell me uh, because I'm so broken. I've done such the things I've done, you know, and I will tell people, and then it sets them free to like, Hey, you can be yourself. You know, you don't have to prove anything to me, you know? And I, I, I'm that way. But sometimes like Gary is not that way. He's, he's real private. he's like, why yeah. did you tell that? Why did you say that in interviews? <laughs> That's and That's like, funny.
2: Yeah. like
4: one thing, one thing I did years ago is I, um, I, I, I got into 12 step program for a while you know i went to aa and stuff and and um well they call it that because it's supposed to be anonymous you know you're not supposed to talk about it and and i somebody found out about that and i think it was i don't know if it was ccm magazine or somebody i agreed to do an interview about it i agreed to do an interview and i talked about all that you know and it was way too soon for me to talk about that and then I'll, i'll walk i'll i'll I don't know, you know, I'll come across people that have read that article and want to talk to me about it after, you know, Mm -hmm. years and years. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about that's personal. You know, I Mm -hmm. shouldn't have talked about it. I shouldn't have. No, don't you. Don't ask me how many years I've been sober and like that, because, you know, it didn't stick, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. (laughs) You know,
4: Uh, I was going to say, you mentioned some
0: wine in one of your lyrics in the new (laughs) on the new album.
4: (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, it's a it's a. but here I am. I don't want, you know, so sometimes I, I have said too much and I've yeah. regretted it because um, I don't need to be accountable to everybody. Uh, I, I can, I'll talk. I need, I have some really close friends uh, for that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. You said all that. I, we're very much alike in that way. I, I'm very, I'm overly transparent. And I, sometimes I, I find myself thinking that every, other people are a, okay with that for themselves too right (laughs) when they are not you know you know just like dairy is it would not be okay with that level of it's like i'm i have to remind myself wait a second like i'm like a little bit over the top sharing right and i don't know if that's because i've i don't know what that is i guess maybe that's just sometimes wired into people and i think so you know sometimes sometimes it's you've also experienced what it brings that yeah you know but sorry go ahead you're gonna say something well it
4: helps you i mean if you want to be a lyricist it's a good trait because you're really it's a place you you hide your secrets oddly enough
0: you know because you could
2: yeah
4: you, uh, but this this the songwriters that i grew up you know i grew up in, in the in the 70s and so that the artists were joni mitchell and james taylor and yeah and they just laid it out there you know james taylor's like the junkie's sick the monkey's strong that's what's wrong he's talking about his heroin addiction right right there right right there. And uh, yeah. Joni would just do it. He, she would, they would, you know, with the, the album blue, she's, you know, talking about her breakup with Graham Nash and all these artists back then in the seventies were just laying it bare, man. And I just loved that. Oh, it moved me. And so I've always kind of followed that thing. I'm just going to lay it out there. I'm going to put it in my songs. And um, I'll tell you one thing, <laughs> I've I'm, I'm, I'm been divorced for five years, but yeah. my wife, Nancy, we had so many love songs uh, and they're yeah. all usually kind of I twisted. They, weren't not, they, yeah. they were not the sweetest of love songs. There was a lot of tension in there because that's reality of relationships, sure. but she hated it. Uh, Nancy hated it. She was so overexposed. She's a private person. She felt so overexposed. And that was one thing that, even to the end, especially toward the end, she was like, "You have, you cannot write any more songs about me." <laughs> you know, and after in the, in our the album uh, Bloodshot, which was yep. three albums ago, was right yep. after yep. we were uh, the, the divorced, and I put a couple of those things in there. Bird be, Birds bewildered and oh, that's a great. There was a couple song. of there was mm-hmm. a couple others that really talked about my divorce, and once again, she was really mad. She's like, "You don't ever do that again," <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I don't anymore. I don't yeah. want anymore, you know. I, I just, just like yeah. that's done, and now I have a you know relationship with a, with a girl I've had for for a few years now, and so I'm putting those songs.
2: You put those songs <laughs> in. Right? She
4: doesn't like. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a nice, warm love songs. You know, in our last album, that if you listen to the last album, there's some deep cuts. It's got some, you know, yeah, yeah. different kind of thing. But um, yeah, people are different about that. You know, some people are open, and some people aren't. And I don't know. I think, I think you're right. I think we're we're wired that way or not. Well, You
0: need both kinds of people, but you need, you absolutely need the people that put it out there because there are so many people that are like, I'm the only one. Like it's, I, I, I'm so alone. Nobody else has made these mistakes. Nobody else has these issues. And so putting stuff like that out there, whether it's me writing on my blog or you putting it in, a song is like, wait a second, I'm, I'm not as fucked up as, as I thought I was. You know, yeah, there's other right. people, other people that, oh, wait a second, that person has the same or similar issue, like, okay. And and I think for me, that's the worst thing is thinking I'm the only one. And it just, it doesn't make any sense, but we still think it sometimes, you know? Right. So that's, I think it's really important. But, but yeah, both kinds of people are important too, <laughs> so... That so yeah, certainly I, doesn't
4: help anybody else. I mean, if you, if you have it all together, especially in that yeah. field of, of, yeah. of, of uh, Christian music or whatever, it, it certainly doesn't do anybody any good if the person up front is has is got it all together and, and acting like they are not broken like you are. You know, it's just dishonest for one thing.
2: Sure. And
4: yeah. uh, it just, there's no power in that, I don't feel. You know, it's like I think there's more power in, in vulnerability and, and risking being human
0: absolutely yeah, well, it's
4: more certainly more relatable you know
0: yeah um, absolutely um, yeah. I, I have another quote and this has to do with paradoxes i think a lot of a lot of the choir's music and a lot of your writing has to do with paradoxes of life so this was from that same article you, you said I, I try to contradict myself i hope it's obvious <laughs> i think we're mm-hmm. all paradoxes and i am in particular so i try to show that from song to song
2: mm-hmm. you know, I, th-
0: I think you guys have always been about reflecting on the paradoxes of life and human understanding. And when I'm talking to people, you know, as I've changed beliefs and, and they've kind of evolved, and I'll often say, you know, the paradoxes in life and the inability to reconcile, you know, certain things with human understanding, you know, those are the things that for me make, you know, God, or I like to call it, say the divine bigger than me, you know, outside of me, you know, if I can't understand it, you know, and I see all these things that are, that don't make sense. Like that means that there's an understanding that's higher than mine. And I think that for me, that makes more of a place for God or a divine being, but what drives you or has driven you to, to write so much about paradoxes of human experience or, you know, the contradictions that we are.
4: Uh, just self-reflection, you know, I think I, I really appreciated when you were talking to Jamie in that that first podcast, and you were talking about the song Rifleman came up, oh, yeah. and you totally got it, you totally got it, and you just, you were telling her about that, that how, you know, I pray for peace, and I revel in war, you know, how we, we talk about peace, and you know, at that time, I was, uh, considered myself a pacifist, you know, and uh, mm-hmm uh politically and all that i, I was right. kind of really influenced by bruce colburn at the time
2: mm-hmm.
4: and some of the stuff he and so i but then and i would argue for those kind of things um but i realized that i like i like revenge just as much my favorite show on, on tv was the Rifleman because mm. that's what happens in the last five minutes of the show you know the bad guy gets riddled full of bullets it's only a half an hour show but you know you have all that that satisfaction of the bad guy getting killed, uh, at the end of the show. And, uh, that just, is so obvious to me playing that, that in myself, I, I could argue philosophically, whatever I want, but I, I enjoy vengeance. I, yeah. I have that in me too. I have that, I have that.
0: There's that little thing too. part of you. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I, I, I just, I guess I always saw that, especially coming from the context that we were, and we were, because we were signed way back then, came out of a, the, the Christian culture. We were on a, on a label that was that. And it, the whole thing seemed so uh, hypocritical to me, the whole premise. Yes. And I just couldn't, I couldn't stand it. And I just, we moved away from it fairly quickly. We just, we weren't going to write those. So I just was going to start talking about how I really felt. Well, I really just, I was going to, as I called it, I'm just going to tell the truth. Yeah. And when telling, and telling the truth, you look at your own self. And the first thing is like to realize who I am and go, Oh man, hmm. you know, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be honest about my, try to see myself honestly and share that. So I don't know. That's just,
0: and I think probably cause you've moved, you guys moved away from that. That's probably why I liked you <laughs> because I don't know what it says exactly, but I would always get excited when I would, you know, bands would do albums that were like clearly, a move away from <laughs> like, uh, you know, cr- traditional Christianity. <laughs> um, right. uh, you remember, Oh, what was, what was, what was, was, I think it was the violet burning, you know, the violet burning, right?
4: Yeah. I produced um, one of their albums. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and Let's, the one uh, I think it was called the violet burning. Maybe it was after, um,
4: the self-titled was the one that I produced, but I don't know it, what you're,
0: did, they, did might, they do one? That might be it. It was definitely, a departure i don't remember if it was after yeah. strength or um,
4: the one i did had crush me silver, yeah, gold that's, mine. that's the one arabic arabic that's arabic the one radio. and for me
0: yeah i think there were people like i remember talking to people like yeah i wonder if they're even christians anymore or whatever like putting that well, I was they were like,
4: definitely moving I was away like, they were I definitely was like, this is awesome
0: <laughs> this is awesome like i love that departure. Album still yeah yeah i didn't even i didn't even remember and i should and i apologize because i those were the days where I would read all the liner notes because there were liner notes to read. Right, there were physical I know it, I CDs in my hand. Um, it was ninety
4: five. I it was ninety five. I had family. done. I had done. I think the prayer chain. You know, before oh, them, and they were the, friends. Mercury,
0: Mercury. Yeah, Mercury and, Mercury. and, and the Shaw. I loved. Oh, those yeah. records. And, yeah,
4: and then that was like probably ninety three ish, ninety four. I don't know. And and the
0: it was in there. Yeah. The
4: Violet Burning was ninety five. I had moved to Nashville, but went back to uh, to Southern California to, to do that album with those guys. Yeah, but
2: well, yeah, that, that was that a
4: departure. That was a that yeah. was a, they were pretty, getting away from. They were pretty mad. Mike Mike Pritchard was really mad at, at the Vineyard Church that he'd come out of at the time. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, it was but part I of mean, his journey. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so whenever albums like that would come out, I'd be I'd be excited. Like, okay, awesome they're moving away from that crap <laughs> and yeah mm-hmm. you know part of a little a little bitty piece of me feels bad saying that but it's 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 not very big <laughs> so yeah um for the people who loved <laughs> the, the, the other stuff and and i think i've heard you mention like i didn't realize how strongly you and maybe the rest of the band too felt about like being stuck in that christian category no we hated it we hated it but i i i I just didn't, I didn't realize it was quite that strong until I'd listened to some of these uh, other interviews and podcasts you're on and it made sense to me, but I just, I guess I didn't realize it till I'd heard some of these mm-hmm. things. I didn't realize how strongly you guys felt about it at the time, but um, I guess you guys just kind of, those were the connections. Is, is that fair yeah, to say? That's where like, we came I, I know Derry knew somebody in DA or was a, ro- a roadie for them or something like that, right? Or
4: Right. Yeah. Dan, you know, We came out of that that world and uh, that's where we yeah so we got our record deal we we're excited to have it and we are playing with all these bands that were doing that they're all giving altar calls and their music was just straight up ministry
0: Yeah, and we ministry, didn't care. you, we, you we, talked we, about you either had to be what'd you say edification or, or either evangelism worship, or edification or evangelism when, yeah yeah
4: one of the two you know what are you doing and your music is a tool it's just to to and we didn't want to do that pretty quickly. We're like, no, no. And Derry wasn't really much of a talker from stage. He didn't want to. They sometimes they'd say, you have to give an altar call. And we, we couldn't do it. We didn't want to do that. And we didn't. We just uh, didn't fit. And uh, just.
0: So we were just you guys then playing clubs and stuff too?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right from the start. Yeah. Right from the start. So um, we've always played both. Uh, wherever we could play we played
2: yeah wherever
0: you but we
4: definitely yeah. didn't weren't doing what they, what what churches hired us they, they, we weren't going to do what they wanted us to do
0: was there and so you know i don't have this is in my notes so this is just kind of where this is going but where we're did was there pressure on any albums like was there, oh, pressure, there was a lot of like, pressure do, yeah yeah
4: from the record label yeah to get radio right also, can you imagine trying to succeed in a genre like of radio that you yourself would not listen to, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't listen. I wouldn't listen to a Christian radio station for five minutes. Couldn't stand it. Never did. Yeah. But yeah. yet, can you imagine your success being based on how based. getting success success on a genre that you yourself wouldn't listen to? So it was an impossible thing.
0: Um, yeah, and I think did did, uh, we, did I read right that Clouds was the first single that they tried to put out for yeah. Chase the Kangaroo?
4: yeah we had this which is wonderful guy. but
0: even that i don't think oh. it's just not gonna no, we, make it there
4: we had this radio guy chris hauser at word that now he's like one of the biggest radio guys in the industry but he was so uh dare i say naive and good-hearted and he loved us so much he, he loved it he got yeah. it he got his in his head he was gonna get that song <laughs> it's a six minute song and he had us edit it i remember i was all you can't edit it but he edited it and he had it was his vision he could get that and he couldn't get that played on the radio that was hilarious
0: when i was thinking Uh, back, when i was listening back to that album um there were a lot of long songs on that album yeah quite quite a few which was different a little bit different too right i mean then the 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 rest of the stuff at least on the christian labels um
4: yeah i guess so um We liked, I like to have different lengths. I like really short songs, you know, and really long ones, like variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember, yeah, when we started out, opened our album with "Circle Slide." That uh, that album, the label's like, no, you know, you're not going to open the start the album with a six minute slow drone song, you know.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I loved it. I loved it.
4: Yeah. We are. I
0: loved it. Um, I think I mentioned in the in the first episode at the time when when White Eyed Wonder came out, I was like, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) I like the the, but you know, I think it it was reflective of kind of where you're at, and it was something different. Music. Not my
4: favorite album. Not my favorite album at the Um, time. I just become a new 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 parent. My right. And that turns that turns any guy soft.
0: That'll turn any man
2: into a real
4: soft sentimental guy. You know, for a little window of time there.
0: For sure. Uh, but there's some <laughs> awesome songs. I mean, one of the songs on there that at the time I was like I wasn't that into, but like not long after, and since then has been one of my favorites. Is "Spin You Round"? I love that song.
4: Oh yeah, with with I Gene mean, and
0: uh, oh yeah, Gene, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a that's an awesome song. Um, but yeah, it was different. And then "Circle Slide," you know, that that first the 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 title track on that one. Open that. I mean, kind of back into that that like you said that slow kind of slow droning plotting song but yeah i didn't realize that was because that was really isn't that like one where you won some dev awards or whatever for or am i wrong uh i just no. remember people talking about it a lot yeah uh, you know in christian you're talking about so. what
4: you're talking about what i'd wonder
0: i'm talking about circle slide now. oh
4: circle yeah. slide oh so i i got you i got lost there for the sorry um, i
0: jumped over to it
4: but no i mean it We didn't get any Dove Awards or anything until, um, oddly enough, Brief Lang Soul won a Dove Award in, in, like, later, you know. But, uh, no, we didn't. But it got some good hype. Circle Slide got some good, you know, it was sort of the RP. It sold the most. And it did pretty good. Um, The funny thing is that we knew that it was our last record on the label and we never, that we were definitely done with, you know, we had gone out and opened for Russ Taff on a tour,
2: yeah, I went um, to one of those shows. About,
4: about 50 yeah. cities. And now every they hated us. The audience hated us everywhere we went. We didn't belong. We just, it was a terrible time for us. And that was it. We got back from that and we're like, you know what? We're, like done. We're, we're done. Just,
2: <laughs> yeah. We're
4: not doing yeah. any more, any more Christian venue gigs or anything. We're just done. We're going to do something else. But we did circle slide. Let's say, let's make a record that we want to hear. And the ble- record label didn't come down. Nobody was involved. We just let's make the make the music we want to hear. For ourselves, and this, yeah. and then we'll be done. And that's what our circle slide was. We just, you know, and uh,
2: yeah, yeah. You uh, um, that so, was it. Yeah, it, Go ahead.
4: And we never went back. And then we moved to Nashville, and, and we never dreamed or tried to succeed in in, in that yeah. market ever again. We just. Uh,
0: and the rest did is well, history.
4: Well, we did. <laughs> Yeah, beautiful, I mean, beautiful,
0: creative <laughs> history.
4: Just kept playing, just kept making records, kept playing, kept working, kept doing it. We never did, like I said, have any significant commercial success, but we get to do it and we, we got to do it. We just keep doing it.
0: You mentioned, uh, you know, Mercury and you were a part of that. Mercury? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. I was a... And mm-hmm. and I know that they, that wasn't exactly the album that they wanted to make, right? there was another unless I have my stuff wrong, there was another version of that album that yeah they had first to, they had to change some things is that not is that not correct? yeah, they had
4: to add a couple of songs. I'm not sure, yeah, we did the whole thing and then the record label wanted them to add a couple more songs. I don't know what difference it made. I think they did sky high and yeah antarctica or so i don't know i don't remember I forget exactly, what the, was,
0: they, they put the other version out on their band camp i think and i can't remember yeah, what i it don't was know that it, even the, the
4: original so. version was the one i had done with them and then they, they had to make some changes and, and they went back to la because oh, okay. they came and i was in nashville i was in nashville and they came out to, to nashville to do it with me and then they went back to LA and then the label made them do some things different But oh, I wasn't, yeah,
0: okay. wasn't The was no original version's the one they wanted, they wanted to go with. Okay. Right. And that was, uh-huh. that was the one you were involved with. Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, we did that together, you know, Wayne and I were playing all that percussion together and they, 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 they went into this strange zone music, made a very creative record. Yeah. Um, and they certainly didn't want to be writing. Well, Eric was writing the lyrics at that point, And they were like, I didn't even know what the heck he was talking about. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it was great. It was cool. It was innovative.
0: Yeah, I think the first thing I got from them, maybe you could talk about the beginning a little bit, because I think the first thing that I got from them, I, I think I sent off to True Tunes. Or, remember when they, they were kind of big on the alternative mail order um, hmm. of cassettes and things, it was cassettes then. And I got because um, the prayer chain, I think it was the Neverland sessions. Um, and that was the first thing they did
4: with the first yeah. thing I, I did that with them. I did all that with them.
0: Yeah. Man. And you, you would have, that was your Neverland, was you guys, right? It was Dairy Studio. Yeah. It was Dairy's yeah, place. Our place. I thought. So, how did yeah. you, how did that, like, how did you get connect with them and do that? Like, how did that come about?
4: ah dan michaels dan michaels okay. was a friend of was a friend of andy prickett's and somehow and uh, he, he kind of connected me to them i went to one of the rehearsals and i just yeah i liked him
0: so yeah, that that was a great release too i'd love that um yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah awesome i get a little bit more about chase the kangaroo <laughs> okay sure and um we'll see where that goes then we'll, we'll move on to deep cuts so you know as, as you listen to the first episode you know jamie and i talked a lot about that one um mm-hmm. and um she felt like the theme of that album because i was like what do you think the theme of this is and she, and she felt like it was you know searching and digging beneath the surface like an overall theme and i kind of felt like it had a lot to do with the sovereignty of the divine in light of circumstances and concepts that are beyond our human understanding, you know, things we can't reconcile. And then after she and I talked, I kind of reflected on it quite a bit more. And I was like, well, I kind of feel like both of those themes coexist on that album together. It's, it's about digging, not being shallow, looking beneath the surface. And it's also about, you know, there's something beyond us that's, you know, beyond our understanding. And I, it's kind of like, that's sort of an ever present theme in all of the choir albums. Is that, is that fair to yeah,
4: say? I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I can't say it any better than you just did. Honestly, that's, I mean, there are 10 different songs and so, you know, they're all different, but those themes you said are certainly the overarching and the song chase the kangaroo is definitely about that. I mean, it was really literal because I was, like I said, yeah. I was working construction all the time. So I was literally, when you work construction and you're just not a, you're just a laborer, you're
3: um, a all you're
4: doing is dig, <laughs> you're a grunt. Most of the time you're, you're swinging a pig and a shovel, picking and shovel because there's a lot of trenches required in, in concrete. I was doing, working for concrete work. So all these trenches. So that's what I was doing, picking, shoveling, picking Pick me, me and another guy. <laughs> Me and uh, usually in, um, or one of the Mexican guys, you know, just pick and shovel, pick and shovel all day long. Blisters, sore back, you know.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, um, blisters. If you and, tell, yeah.
4: yeah, it was hard work. You just think, oh, my God. And so that's what I was like, the futility of that. The futility. Monday, I'll be in a ditch working for the builder guy. The name of our boss's name was Bill Guy. <laughs> he was the boss. Bill okay. Guy was his name. So Guy and was, the, oh, called, nice. Nice. Yeah, so no one knows that, but it's like the builder, there was a, his nickname, the builder guy yeah working awesome. for the builder guy so yeah. that was literal
2: like wow. fear the yeah. ghost
4: forgive the crowd you know it's like that's what i was telling you it's like okay you may see we're playing a gig on and people are cheering and signing autographs but monday i'm just like hey move those bricks shithead. you know
2: yeah so if the night's uninspired <laughs> you know? for, forget yeah
4: yeah Don't forgive the crowd yeah like um but it was like i'd seen that bugs bunny commercial i mean a cartoon where Bugs Bunny digs all the way through. He's trying to get away from Elmer Elmer Fudd and he digs through the earth. (laughs) And then, yeah, he goes in. And then there's a, a, a Chinese guy with a gun, you know, to shoot him at the other end, like Chinese Elmer, Elmer Fudd or something. And I thought, and I looked at, I literally looked at the globe and I thought, well, if you dug straight through, you'd probably go to end up in Australia (laughs) as likely as you would China. So like this stupid, I mean, it's a really stupid thing. I thought at the time, I thought this is so dumb. And, but I couldn't help it. I wrote that, you know, uh, Bugs Bunny went to China. I think I'll go down under going all all the way through, all the way through Sydney is my destiny. I was just playing around. um, But yeah, it's just about endless perseverance and and futility and just trying to find value something valuable. Uh, Jesus buried diamonds in a world where love is rare to find, but it's not like you can't find love, even though the world is cruel and there's a lot of meanness, it doesn't mean there's not a lot of goodness and there's not love. And and it's about hope, hope and perseverance. Um, but I was so regretful that I I named that album, that we named it Chase the Kangaroo, because I had to explain that.
0: You had to explain every, it over and over again.
4: so many, and here I am doing well, it again. Well, that's
0: sad, though, Steve, because I got it. If you listen to the album, you got it. Right, no? it's there. No? no yeah it's there people didn't but I had or is it just people who weren't you know were getting there you know I don't
4: know but I explained it so many times um and I'm just like why did I do that it's a stupid title oh my god (laughs) (laughs) do you
0: remember like uh, do you remember who yells at the end of that kind of yells um yeah it's Mark
4: Hurd that's Mark Hurd
0: that's Mark Hurd
4: for real yes okay that is Mark Hurd singing all the harmony at the end of that song he screams, you know, Mark. Would just,
0: yeah. He's screams. he screams. That's a work. great part of that song. Oh, oh, yes, oh, exactly. Oh,
4: oh. Yeah. He just went out. There. We didn't know. We were like, um, Hey Mark, would you sing harmony? He was like engineering. He, he, I, he did some engineering on that album and uh, no, he came down. Yeah. He was a friend. We were real intimidated by him. He was some um, oh, yeah. 10 years older than us. And he'd we, been, he was he'd like, had
0: uh, a number of things out already.
4: Yeah. He was like then. kind of a hero, hero of ours. And, we're yeah. like hey would you sing a harmony and he went out there and just one pass and you know, all he's screaming and yelling and all that yeah it's a great it's a great moment
0: that's awesome you know yeah. i bought a release by him the other day you're you're <laughs> it's do you, you remember Ideola?
4: oh yeah I, well i start that album too i scream oh. on there on, okay if you start putting in Ideola, <sighs> you will hear I a scream that and a slam. i just bought
0: the vinyl for it huh
4: listen to the start of the album it's a scream and a slam is that that was me yes
0: i know what you're talking about i remember it well i haven't listened to it in years but i remember yeah yeah
4: no no mark had me he got a sampler when samplers were like the newest thing and he wanted to sample and get all these sounds for the sampler that he had and so he had a mobile truck in his driveway and he had well he had me come over and he had headphones with like a hundred foot cord and a microphone with like a hundred foot cord all strung out. And he said, okay, so he could talk to me. And he's saying, okay, go into the house. I'm going, okay, go into the closet and get these rubber shoes, whack them together. Whack, whack, okay, good, good. He says, go out, I'm doing all these things. And at one point he goes, go out into the driveway and open up the hood of the Oldsmobile. It's a big old brown Oldsmobile. And he says, open the hood. I go, okay, he goes, now, take a drumstick and tap the radiator blades. <laughs> ding, ding, I'm tapping a clank, so awesome. clank. And then he goes, okay. And then just because I felt like it, I slammed the hood and screamed because I thought it was funny. You know, I think I probably set the microphone down on the driveway, slammed it and screamed. Well, he opened his album with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs>
4: awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it.
0: That's great. But I'm not, yeah, I I'm can't not wait credited. to listen to it now. <laughs>
4: I'm as not as credited done, for it. Yeah, I was disappointed. I'm like, man, I, I should—that's I, the one credit I wanted.
0: <laughs>
4: but you know, <laughs> I didn't play on the record. That's all I did.
0: <laughs> it was definitely a a, a different a departure, I think, for for him, right? But
4: he was trying to reinvent. Yeah, he was. I think, was under, I think
0: it was under. I think it was. I not even think his names. I mean, it's under Ideola. No. As the yeah, it's so
4: under I mean. Ideola. Yeah. He was like feeling like he had no success, and the only way to succeed was to. You know, Well, I think it's great.
0: Identity. Do you, do is it an album you like?
4: Or yeah, oh yeah, I think oh, yeah. I like really that song. Creative. Go oh, ask the dead yeah. man. Go ask the dead man. Yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah, I like. Yeah, as it, a ver- I, like I think it. I
0: believe I should remember this. I should know this before I say this. I believe there's a version of uh, Gr- uh, "Grew Up Big and Strong" on it Um too. Yeah, which is a song I love as well. But the one that think,
4: Olivia Newton John covered that you know.
0: I, I Olivia Newton John covered that song. That. I did not know. Yeah. That.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's great anyway,
2: yeah.
0: The only other thing I wanted to say about um, Chase the Kangaroo, and, and you may or may not agree with this, but this is kind of my, one of my takes. After I thought about it a lot, I was like, uh, Chase the Kangaroo is, is kind of a subtle rebel album. Um, hmm. and, and I say that maybe rebel's not the right word, but it kind of (laughs) is because and I'm again I'm talking about the culture that it was surrounded by you know that was released in you know because Mm -hmm. you're like you don't have to smile you know oh right Mm -hmm. you you, you don't have to understand everything that's a message throughout the album we should abandon shallow thinking you know and, and consider our hearts and go higher and deeper which um Higher and Deeper's, you know, echoed in one of your one of your other songs, Laughter of Heaven. Um, right. Uh-huh. But I, I think it was a little bit of a rebel album, subtly, against like the shallow, hypocritical, you know, culture.
4: Um, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I appreciate you listening so closely and really getting it. No, you, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you, you definitely uh, get it.
0: All right. So are you done with Memory Lane? Would you like to jump sure. into the here and now?
4: Sure. <laughs> Obviously, I, I don't mind it here. I'm telling my markers. Yeah, mom no, you don't mind me, it at all. Know. I mean, I just don't know if you had
0: anything <laughs> yeah. else. I mean, no. I, I'm really excited because I, I got little little bits of information that I didn't have. And and some of them, I'm not sure anybody here, you've talked about them before. No. I know. So, let's see.
4: So, okay, spin you around, spin you around. I was driving to the studio, and I heard that song by Fleetwood Mac called um, Hypnotized. Seems like yeah. a dream. You got me hypnotized. I heard that song. And I liked it. it says, and the drum beat was boom. a like that. And I go, I walked into the studio and I started playing that beat. And the guy started playing along. They started playing along. And then that's where that song came from. And then I started singing from there. A lot of times I would sing from the drum set. Just sing to myself, you know, working it out. But I remember spin you around and around and around did you just like but if you heard hypnotized you'd go oh that's what that's what that is
0: oh I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll have to listen to them back to back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I think when yeah. that album came out like one uh quickly one of my favorites was um sorry I'm going blank um <laughs> but I, I could sing it uh come blow away with me um happy fool oh happy
4: was, fool yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I, I love that I, I, I just think that's it, it's just kind of um slow and it's got that that really interesting rhythm
4: yeah it's kind and of cl- it's a different
0: kind and then of it kind of Very jumps different. into a, f- a faster pace right <laughs> you know right yeah it. but i thought that was really interesting yeah. and creative at the time i think that's probably why why it was one of my favorites at the time but um, oh thanks yeah but, okay wait a minute was that on
4: that was on. Oh, wait a minute! Was that on Chase Carrier or was that on i Eyed Wonder? It was on
0: white Eyed Wonder. Did I? Did I? Yeah, because Robin. I, I was thinking
4: because I can really hear Robin yeah, it on, on it. Robin it was on the
0: second side of the cassette. Right. <laughs> it, it, it right. Opened, yeah. That was opened with that one because I know Robin was kind of the, her
4: bass playing and her vocal was a part of the thing. She was uh attributed to that creatively. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah, I think that that was the first album she was on. Right? Was white Eyed Wonder? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember meeting her at the, at the concert and she was, she just talked up a storm and, and yeah. I owe to her a lot because I was just so naive and tr- wanting to find new bands and this and that and, but I was just so sheltered in the culture I was in. I was, you know, in the Midwest and Kansas City and there just wasn't, probably there was, it was, it was around the, the you know, a lot wider music horizons. But mm-hmm. I think my shyness and my the 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 world I lived in kept me from that. But she was like, "Oh, you should listen to Concrete Blonde. You should listen. You should mm. check out the Smithereens. <laughs> you, you should listen right. to Indigo Girls." <laughs> so I left oh, yeah. like I left that concert with like a list of like eight or nine bands to go to go to go by and listen to, and they were all solid. <laughs> so yeah, but that's um, good. But yeah, but yeah, it was good. Um, And I think at the time, my friends and I were kind of playing around with with making music, we weren't musicians, but we were, we, I think we, we got on our hands on a four track. And so we were kind of, I would say creating songs with different sounds. And um, I mean, we had a guitar and we had um, a keyboard and stuff like that. But we, you know, we were, we would try to find different sounds, kind of like what you're talking about with slamming the it, what Mark Heard was having you do stuff like that and right. kind of putting them together. So we were talking to you guys all about that, and you guys were like, "Oh yeah, keep keep doing it." Like it's you know,
2: you yeah, guys were so you.
0: excited. I think Derry in particular was excited when when he when we were like, "Yeah, we kind of have a little band thing going." And he was like giving pretty us as much encouragement as he could. You know, um, oh, that's cool. But that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. All right, you're ready. It's here and now, Steve. We're in the here and okay. now, buddy. Moving to the <laughs> present, <person, try>, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The, right. the, other, the other thing I wanted to say about that. See, I keep, I, I keep jumping around, but... Um, That's all right. It sounds like, and I don't know if you're like this in general, but I am. I am very much a yeah, here and now, in the moment person. And maybe I've become more like that through the years as I've gotten older. But um, so, you know, usually when I'm looking back at stuff, It's in light of how did that make me who I am today? Does that make sense? Um, Mm -hmm. So I've never been like, really like, oh, remember that? I wish I missed that so much. I wish the glory days would, (laughs) I was back there. I've never felt that way. But I look back on the things that affected me and how they made me who I am today. I forgot that. I wanted to mention that earlier and that's what kind of escaped my mind. But um, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's my last word on memory lane. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode, fellow Earth Babies. Thank you so much for tuning in. In the next episode, Steve and I will be discussing the choir's new album, Deep Cuts. I hope you'll be joining us. Remember, you can follow and support the choir. You can find them at their website, at thechoir.net. You can find them on Facebook, at the choir club. And you can support them on their Patreon page. You can find all of the information and links in the show notes. You can also find a list of the attributions for the music and the sounds in this episode. Until next time, peace, love, and mercy to you all. Take care.